Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello, and you're very welcome to this week's episode of the Letter from Ireland podcast. I'm Mike Collins, and over the next 30 minutes or so, we're going to bring you Lauren Hardy and an Irish-American hero. Now, let me explain. So, we have a little bit of a Hollywood focus on this week, and our two letters are going to deal with uh, two very different aspects of an Irish link to Hollywood. First of all, we're going to start off with Laurel and Hardy. Now, I don't know about you, but I remember in my youth, especially in Saturday mornings, seeing Laurel and Hardy, old black and white comedy films and shorts on the TV absolutely made my morning. They were just so funny in terms of their visual gags, what was going on. They didn't need to say much. It was just all in the look. But did you also know that although a lot of the actual famous Laurel and Hardy movies and shorts were actually made I suppose back in the 1930s up to the 1940s, maybe even 1920s, um, they actually attempted to make a comeback in the 1950s. And in fact, our letter today focuses on that comeback and a very particular link that they actually have with the town of Cove in County Cork. And in fact, this was actually featured in a recent movie made about their particular comeback, which I think you'd also enjoy if you ever get a chance to have a look. And, um, well, actually, do you know what? I'll put a link to the action movie as well as other things in our show notes. That's letterfromireland.com forward slash 721. And our second letter then, it actually focuses in on another movie that was actually made in the quite recent past, brought to the, or my attention rather, by one of our Green Room members. And it actually had to do with a very, very particular person whose ancestry came from Clonakilty in County Cork. And he actually ended up being featured on a movie called A Bridge of Spies, produced by, directed rather by Steven Spielberg and starring Tom Hanks. So I'm very much looking forward to this morning and actually working through, uh, work is the wrong word, of course, enjoying through the particular podcast episode we're going to share together. We're going to have plenty of music along the way. And in fact, let's start off with a piece of music before we uh, chat about Laurel and Hardy. And this piece of music is called The Holy Ground, sung by Mary Black. And The Holy Ground, of course, is one of those songs forever associated with Cove in County Cork. Farewell, my lovely Johnny A thousand times a Jew You are going away From the holy ground And the ones that you love true You will sail the salt seas over and then return for sure to see again the ones you love and the holy ground once more your arms Salt sea say 
start by chatting about one of the most visited landmarks we have in Ireland, St. Coleman's Cathedral in the pretty poor town of Cove in County Cork. Maybe one of your ancestors departed from this port of Cove. It was known back then as Queenstown and maybe they left Ireland from this little port to start a new life in the new world. The construction of St. Coleman's Cathedral in Cove began in 1867 and was finally consecrated in 1915. One of the most notable features, and there are many of the building, is the Carillon with 49 bells in the tower. This is one of the largest in Europe. Today the bells ring automatically on the hour as well as for masses, funerals and weddings. However, the carillon is a keyboard-type instrument and the attached bells can also be played on special occasions by the current carillonar, Adrian Gerbers, 
as it was by his father, Staff Gerbers, before him. This is another fine mess. On September the 9th, 1953, the SS America pulled into the port of Cove following an Atlantic crossing from New York. Cove was the final destination for quite a number of the passengers, but two gentlemen in particular excited the imagination of the youngsters of the town of Cove. You see, word had leaked out that Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy of the comic duo Laurel and Hardy were due in Cove on that very same boat. The high water mark of Laurel and Hardy's movie career was well behind them at this point. Their families needed the money and they were still famous in Europe in a way that had faded back in the USA. So they embarked on a music hall tour of Ireland and the UK to reach those adoring audiences directly. They had left New York with little fanfare and expected much of the same when they arrived in Cove. How wrong they were. News had leaked to the children of the town that their heroes were on board the boat and about to put an appearance on their own very town. As a result, the quay was lined with hundreds of excited children and their parents. Stan Laurel recalls, The docks were swarming with many hundreds of people. It's strange, a strange thing. Our popularity has lasted so long. Our last good pictures were made in the 30s and you'd think people would have forgotten, but they don't. The love and affection we found that day in Cove was simply unbelievable. There were hundreds of boats blowing whistles and mobs and mobs of people screaming on the docks. We just couldn't understand what it was all about. And then something happened that I can never forget. All the church bells in Cove started to ring out our theme song and Babe looked at me and we cried. Maybe people loved us and our pictures because we put so much love in them. I don't know. I'll never forget that day. Never. So the bells of St. Conan's Cathedral rang out in style on that day to the delight of those hundreds of Irish children and very much to the delight of two middle-aged comedians who brought joy and happiness to so many around the world. Stan and Ollie made their way to the cathedral to thank Staff Gerbers in person. His son Adrian was one of those cheering children on the day. The eventful trip to Cove that I describe is just one of those featured in a film called Stan and Ollie. Two fine actors of Irish descent playing the main parts, Steve Coogan as Stan and John C. Riley as Ollie. Look out for Stan and Ollie if it comes your way. Just below is the cabin home of a little girl of mine. Her name is June and very, very soon she'll belong to me. For I know she's waiting there for me neath that lone pine tree. In the 
Thank you to Karina for sharing that story of Laurel and Hardy. I mean, you know, there's just such richness in the tales surrounding those two. And again, I do actually encourage you to have a look at that movie. Uh, look at that movie if you ever have a chance uh, featuring their comeback tour of the 1950s. I think it was brought out maybe about two or three years ago at this point. And uh, that music as well, of course, I mean, it just puts me back there. The cuckoo theme, of course, being the theme to all of the actual Laurel and Hardy shorts and movies. And uh, for a particular movie as well, The Trail of the Lonesome Pine. And again, I can just picture those two in the middle of that campfire scene doing their thing, if I have it right. And I think now it's time to switch to our other letter of this particular episode, which focuses in on an Irish-American hero. And there's a very particular uh, connection, I suppose, between the town of Clonakilty in County Cork and the subject of an actual movie called The Bridge of Spies. So let's go over to Corina now to hear a little bit more. Today's letter is going to combine a little of Hollywood, a little ancient Ireland and the connection between one of our readers and an old Irish surname. The Stone House in the Woods about 20 miles to the east of where I'm now sitting lies the colourful market town of Clonakilt, Clonakilty in County Cork. The name Clonakilty comes from the Irish Clocknacuilta, which in turn means the stone house in the woods. Clock is stone, Cuilta is woods, so Clocknacuilta, Clonakilty. As a town, Clonakilty has only been around since the 1600s. But various Irish Gaelic tribes have inhabited its hinterland for thousands of years. And I'm sure you're familiar with many of the surnames that come from this area of West Cork. We have names like Barry, Buckley, Collins, Connolly, Cronin, Crowley, Deasy, O'Donovan, O'Driscoll, Hayes, Hurley, O'Leary, O'Mani, McCarthy, O'Regan and O'Sullivan. And that's to name just a few. There are lots more. Crossing the Bridge of Spies One of our readers, James Donovan, was on to me with the following. And this is what he wrote. 
You may have seen the movie Bridge of Spies with Tom Hanks portraying James B. Donovan and Steven Spielberg was the director. James Donovan was my second cousin. The movie portrays my cousin, James Donovan, as a lawyer assigned by the court to represent a Russian spy. Donovan also was a key Nuremberg prosecutor of major Nazi war criminals and he was later asked to negotiate the release of the Cuban Bay of Pigs prisoners. Ultimately, his efforts led to the relief, release of almost 1,250 prisoners of war and another 8,000 family members of the prisoners as well as American spies and military personnel. His grandfather and grandmother were James and Catherine Donovan, both born in 1850 from Clonakilty, County Cork. At some point, I'd like to visit Cork and Clonakilty to do further investigation into my ancestry, but I'd be very grateful for any suggestions before my visit. Yours truly and kind regards, James Donovan. Mike and I saw Bridge of Spies starring Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg a while back. Have you seen it? It was really great. A true story well worth catching and with some outstanding performances. What an amazing man. And the movie only hints at his involvement in so many pivotal historical moments. So thank you for sharing that personal connection, James. So that's the Hollywood piece. And now for the surname. Let's talk about the O'Donovans or the Donovans. In Ireland, we pronounce the name Donovan as Donovan, D-U-N-N-A-V-U-N, even though it's spelt D-O-N-O-V-A-N, Donovan. And it comes from a mix of the Irish for brown, which is down, D-O-N-N, and the Irish for dark black, which is dove, down dove, Donovan. Like a majority of Irish surnames, it came about in honour of a particular family member. In 977 AD, Donovan, which was the Irish for Donovan, meant son of Cahill, was the ruler of the Ifigente tribe in what is now modern County Limerick. He was slain later in that year of 977 and his descendants took on the surname O'Donovan, descendants of Donovan, in his honour when the surname system developed across Ireland. Following the expansion of the O'Brien family into their territory and the later arrival of the Norman Fitzgeralds, the O'Donovans moved or were pushed to the southwest of Ireland. There they joined their fellow Ifigente tribe members like the Collinses, who had moved south over the previous decades. The O'Donovans became established as chieftains in the area under the ruling McCarthy Rhea clan. Their lands stretched from around the stronghold of Castle Donovan and east towards the modern town of Clonakilty. Their days as rulers of the area had come to the end, though, by the late 1600s. In the mid-1800s, West Cork was one of the area's hardest hit by the Great Famine on Gortha Moor. Many thousands died, but tens of thousands emigrated from this area to the four corners of the earth, over the following decades. Maybe some of these Donovan emigrants form part of your own Irish family tree. In Ireland, however, things stayed localised. 
If you want to find the majority of O'Donovans, you need to come to their ancient tribal lands of West Cork. You can check out how in the 1901 census for the Clonakilty area, and there you will see how many Donovans lived just around that area alone. So, James, thanks for sharing the link to your second cousin, James B. Donovan, and his portrayal in The Bridge of Spies. Mike and I are looking forward to following James and the discovery of his Donovan ancestors, all from near the town of Clonakilty in West Cork, and to meeting him when he finally visits his own ancestral lands. Our ship, she is ready to sail away And it's come, my sweet comrades, o'er the stormy sea Our snow-white wings are all unfurled And soon we'll swim in a watery world Don't forget, love, do not grieve cannot deceive my hand and heart I will give to thee so farewell my love and remember me farewell sweet Dublin's hills and braes to Kalini streams where many's the fine long summer's day we loitered hours of joy away don't forget love do not grieve for my heart is true and cannot deceive my hand and heart I will give to thee so farewell my love and remember me it's now I must bid a long adieu to Wiglow and its beauties too of Oka's veils where love sweet don't forget love do not grieve for my heart is true and cannot deceive my hand and heart I will give to thee so farewell my love and remember me Sweet Dalgany, likewise that land, the Dargal waterfall, and then the lovely scene surrounding Bray shall be my thoughts when.
and far away Don't forget love Do not grieve For my heart is true And cannot deceive My hand and heart I will give to thee So farewell my love And remember me Uh, hasn't that lady got some voice? That's the Emigrant's Farewell there, sung by Mwiran Nikolov, um, a lady from uh, County Limerick, I do believe, originally, and now living around about Dingling County, Kerry. And Mwiran Nikolov, if you're particularly interested in names and surnames, more or less translates into English as Marion McAuliffe. Now, where does that leave us? Okay, well, I think we're actually coming to the end of today's episode, would you believe? Uh, so there we actually had Laurel and Hardy and an Irish-American hero. So do remember that you can find out just a little bit more about today's show on our show notes at alettafromireland.com forward slash 721. That's alettafromireland.com forward slash 721. So thanks very much to Karina for reading our letters today. Thank you very much to yourselves for listening. This is Mike Collins. And until we actually meet again next week, Slán for now. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our Green Room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. Because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina. <laughs>